Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And welcome to episode 16 of Mads World. I'm your host, Mads, and Mads World is the people's podcast, and I love hearing from you all. So please get in touch with any stories or thoughts of your own and tag me in your Instagram stories when you're listening to Mads World because I really love to see that. This week, we're discussing what it's like to move to another country and some tips and tricks on moving from Australia to the UK. This podcast will be your go to guide to moving to London if you've been pondering it for a while with some really helpful pointers towards the end. I guess I should start with my own story of moving to London. So I moved from Melbourne to London four years ago now on a two-year visa. And after falling in love with the place, I swapped to an ancestry visa that lasts for five years. I travelled all over Europe before settling in London and starting my new job and meeting some of the greatest people I've ever known on this side of the world. Up next is my chat with the wonderful Will, a fellow Australian living in London who I met at a party hostel in Budapest, and he has some cracking stories which you're absolutely going to love. Hello, Will. Hello, Mads. How are you doing? I'm good, or as I like to call you, Will Boleen. Maybe yeah. he's born with it. Maybe it's Will Boleen. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for you and Nikki for giving me that nickname. I, I truly feel glorious because of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's go straight into the speed date round so everyone can get a bit more of an idea about Will. So how did you and I first meet? I'm buzzing to hear this story. <laughs> <laughs> we met at one of the best party hostels in the world and unfortunately mm-hmm. it sadly passed away retox in Budapest. The reason that Maddie talked to me to begin with was that I was wearing a band t-shirt and she went, I went on dates with that lead singer and he was a dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> and We can't reveal the name of the no, lead no. singer on the podcast but no. he's from a, an, Australian, an Australian band which... <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of you would know, so perhaps that can be its own podcast, but I just don't really want the Australian media coming at me, so No one needs it. to know, that's why I left it. I left the band name and, and that, <laughs> but you, you saw it and you went, I know that, I, I know that. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, so we met um, in Budapest at a yeah, hostel called Retox, which is now sadly said goodbye thanks to COVID. So, yeah, how long have you been in a relationship? I've been in a relationship for two years on Monday, so... Has it been that long? I know, time flies. Time flies. That's madness. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 
through the ups and lockdowns. Before that, how often would you say you go on dates? I think I, I had like a standard kind of our generation relationships with the um, dating apps. Like I, sometimes mm-hmm. I'd have like a, a flurry and then other times I'd be like, I am not talking to anyone for, for months. Yeah, it all depends on your self-esteem and how that's going <laughs> with dating apps, doesn't it? 100%, 100%. There's a, there gets to a point and it just happens that you like say hello or like I used to say cats or dogs on Tinder or, or Hinge just yeah. to try and get a response. And yeah. you write cats or dogs for like the third time in a day and you're like, actually, I'm, I'm out here. Like, uh, I'm yeah. going to delete this app. <laughs> I'm going to peace out. Yeah, exactly. So what's your usual type? So what kind of girl were you looking for before um, you met your girlfriend who is stunning? I think usual type for me, like personality is really important. So like I love someone that I can just have fun with, like dance and, and sing around and like we can just make shitty little jokes with each other. And Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. And like having that friendship and stuff that you can find in someone because at the end of the day, everyone gets ugly when they get older. So you just have to find <laughs> someone who you can have a good conversation with. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, from where I'm from in Australia, there was always like a lot of old people that would like tan on the beach, and I was like, mm. "That's that, that it, it hits you, no matter how you look when you're 20s, it hits you." Yeah, it does. Um, and last question: What is the best thing about being in a relationship? Definitely the companionship, like definitely having that mm. person that you can kind of like just trust, and you know, I think that's what makes our relationship really strong is that you know, we both value each other's opinion really like highly, and can, you know, we look forward to kind of growing together because you know we, we know yeah. that we've got like our number one supporter together that's so nice oh no that was a bit cheesy when i finished saying that. <laughs> oh, I love that she's question. gonna hear this and just roll her eyes oh, at me that's too precious <laughs> all right well um yeah i've asked you on the podcast because like me you've moved to london you just threw caution to the wind you put yourself in the deep end and it was kind of like sink or swim so You've got a fantastic story of a bad date that you had because this is a dating podcast despite everyone begging me to let them know some info on how to move abroad and how to not drown. So do you want to – I'll throw over to you and you can tell your story of your bad date and we'll go from there. No problems. I mean, I think like everyone, you kind of hit the ground running in London. You like get to the new environment you're like, I am swiping right. (laughs) That's just happening here. So – I, I met this girl on Tinder and um, we, we organized to, to get a date in that night, which was pretty quick. It was a Friday night, so we tried to kind of get it, get it moving pretty quickly. And um, I, I rocked up to this place to, to go meet her and it was a pretty trendy place and I thought she would be uh, pretty cool and she was all right looking and, and things like that. So I was like, okay, we could be on for a good date here. And then um, it's just kind of personality mesh wasn't there unfortunately like she was pretty intense and, and things like that and it kind of got to the end of the, the night and I was like geez I, I really need to look for my exit here I really need <laughs> to kind of say thank you very much for your time and uh and get out of there yeah yeah and so it was getting to the end of the night and then she goes oh did, do you know that I'm a, a traveler and I said no no I, I don't know that you're a traveler and I go oh so, so what does this mean and she goes oh you know didn't actually like kind of move around with with my family, but like we practiced all the religion and things like that. And I said, "Oh, that's really interesting." And yeah, so it was a bit odd that that it kind of came out of nowhere. And then she said, "Can I sing you a, a traveler folk song?" And we're sitting in this very trendy East London <laughs> pub, like 
It's called Nettle 360, so oh, if I anyone does there. move to London, <laughs> exactly, it's very trendy and it's very public. It's this beautiful rooftop in East London. Recommend. Anyway, yeah. so she starts singing me this folklore song in the middle of Nettle 360's rooftop at 10 o'clock on a Friday night, <laughs> packed, and I'm just sitting there and she's just singing me this song and it goes for about 90 seconds yeah. and I'm just like, what do I, what do I do now? Out. Like, what, what do I do now? And then I I clapped, saying, "Like, well done!" <laughs> and then, Great show! And thank thank you very much for the performance. <laughs> and then and then went, "All right, I I need to get out of here. This this is this is the moment." And then, thankfully, a security guard tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Yeah, we're closing the roof. Everyone needs to go." And I was like, "Thank you. It was great. Lovely to meet you." Blah blah. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. This reminds me of um a story of um so I I was seeing this guy for a little bit but I didn't I kind of decided that night I didn't really fancy him anymore. It was it was cringing me out and everything and the next morning um we both worked in like a similar area so we jumped on the central line um on the tube and as we were walking to the central line, he was like to me, oh, it's my morning routine to put my music in and have a bit of a, a sing when I walk to the station. I was like, okay. Go ahead. He goes, here, you can have one headphone. I was like, all right, we're bipodding here. (laughs) (laughs) So then he starts walking like this, like walking to the beat. And I was like, right. And then he starts going, closed off from love. I didn't even paint. All in vain. And then like proceeded to sing the whole of Leona Lewis Bleeding Love while he was trying to hold my hand. And keeping in mind, I've <laughs> completely gone off this guy. Like I've got the ick so bad. And You've got the ick. You've got I've the got ick. ick. So he started just cringing me out and I was like, you know what, this is this has taken a turn to a dark place. I get on the tube and it just happens that Sam, um, Sam has been on the podcast before. She was Sam, my, my housemate at the time. We do love Sam. She was on there too, just um, – weirdly like that what are the odds and she saw me sitting there and she I was white as a ghost and she was like what's wrong with you and I'm like oh my god Sam you won't believe what just happened because he finished singing Bleeding Love and I was like thank god that's over and Wendy Lee at the station and then he just whops on Taylor Swift love story I'm like this is such a cliche no come on mate question though would he been able to turn it around if it was Bleeding Love by the Wombats by the Wombats what do they do they cover that they do cover that it's a it's a bit of a banger that would recommend that's stunning yeah I'll have to check it out I do love the Wombats I love that he was marching along to the beat Honestly, well. it was like he was, yeah, it was like a triple threat thing because um, it actually turned out that he became the gay lover of one of London's most famous morning television presenters that I won't name, but he <laughs> <laughs> was a triple threat. So, yeah, um, that was a really interesting twist. I think I might tell that story in a different podcast, but, again, don't want to get sued, so <laughs> let's just leave it. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Though, <laughs> we so. all know. I'm just talking <laughs> the name names, though. But anyway, so this brings us to our left on red question round, which we we kind of haven't we haven't really done properly for a for a while because the podcast has become more of a comedy focus. But I guess yeah, let's jump into the listener questions that they had about um, moving to London and how the bloody hell do you do it? So the the first question is, what is the best thing about moving to London? There is so many things just in your own borough as well. Like if you were looking just to stay in like Camden or Shoreditch or something like that, like you could find something to do every night Mm. and then let alone before you put the extra 32 boroughs on top of it. 
it's the city that never sleeps. Like, it's unbelievable. And then, like, if you find a good group of people here, like, it's just going to be the best time of your life. Like, honestly, like, when I first came in, it was dream scenario with... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, England doing really well in the World Cup. Um, it was 30 degrees every day, which is still, like, the only thing of London that's ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it was proper Australia, and it was just the best time. Yeah, it's. I think the best thing for me about moving to London has definitely been the the friendships I've made, the people I've met, I think every night you go out, like if it's, you know, every week you go out and you make a whole new group of friends. I mean, obviously not in lockdown. This is very reminiscent of past times. But, um, yeah, like the friendships I made when I first moved here because I didn't know anyone else. So I just put myself in so many situations where I would just be like, hey, how are you? My name's Mads. Um, just made so many great friends like Exhibit A, you and I, first meeting in Budapest and then yeah happening to both move to London which was amazing so I think that and then um in terms of like career progression so I work in media so I think learning like a new landscape like a new market for any industry is incredible because it's just sort of you realize there's such a big wide world out there and not everything revolves around you know the 30 million people or so that live in Australia and it's like there's so much more to everything and yeah I, I can't even explain it like I've changed so much as a person you just learn about the world you learn about so many new things you have so much fun like you can go to all different festivals you can you've got Europe on your doorstep to go traveling like I would never take it back no I wouldn't either I think it's genuinely like the best decision I've ever made like you said it feels like anything's possible here yeah. another cliche we'll mark that down for the will counter but um <laughs> <laughs> it's like anything is possible and yeah if you wanted to be in Rome this weekend not right now mm. COVID, but you know if you wanted to be in Rome this weekend and walk the Colosseum, you could do that. Like if you wanted yeah. to be in Iceland and see the Northern Lights, like you could do that for for all the same price of flying Sydney to Melbourne. It's ridiculous. Like it's, I, I think it's the best place. Yeah, it's kind of hard to look back and remember all those times because it seems so out of reach at the moment. But I mean, I'm hoping it's all back to normal next year because yeah, when, when everything is going well and stuff, it's just you do fe- get this feeling. Like I always kind of had this feeling while I was growing up and stuff that I wanted to live in a big city because you have more opportunities and you feel like anything's possible. But I actually do feel like that. I feel really fulfilled. I feel like I could, you know, accomplish anything or whatever. And I think also one of the best things about moving abroad is you're in a new city, you don't know anyone and you sort of have a clean slate. Like you can meet people and just be whoever you want to be. So I think when I moved here, I, I was recently single. I felt really liberated. Like I just was happy to open myself up and be honest with people and be authentic and just 
you know, be loud and be fun and do whatever because you have nothing to lose. No, and I definitely agree with that. Open up and, and, you know, I was probably in a similar spot to you when I moved over here as well. Like not not recently single, but, you know, had a little bit of love issues. And then I was from an area where a lot of my really good friends are like all settled and mm. like they're all buying houses and things like that. And I just kind of looked up one day and went, I don't like belong here right now. Yeah. Like I don't fit in. Yeah. And it, it it's very like daunting when you realize that Mm -hmm. luckily i had one of my best mates who just moved to london and i I kind of went jumped onto his bandwagon but it was like the best decision i've ever made for sure and i think sometimes you can doubt if what you're doing is the right decision because you feel like you've got responsibilities at home and everything but at the end of the day like if you look at your life and how small the world is like thanks to you know technology and globalization and everything it's only i mean obviously not in covid times either but you're only 24 hours from home so you can sort of if anything does go tits up you can you can fly home so i guess to anyone out there listening that is thinking about doing it but is worried about the distance or the time away or whatever you can get home pretty easily obviously this is all covid pending so i can't actually get home right now but um <laughs> yeah you get my point no and you're 100% right like it is literally a 24 hour flight in in good times like uh-huh. if anything happens you're literally just a day away yeah. you're you're a day away i mean not right now yeah. scratch scratch right now but <laughs> you are a day away from kind of being home to to help with, with anything. That's quite privileged that we can say that as well, like that we've got savings and families and that that can, you know, help in those situations and stuff. So I guess, yeah, I guess, yeah, we're really lucky in that sense. But yeah, realistically, if it's kind of something that you've always been wanting to do, I would definitely recommend it. Best thing I ever did. But in saying that, what do you think the worst thing is about moving to London? It, it's definitely like the distance is the, the worst yeah. thing. Like, unfortunately, like I said, a lot of my friends were in serious relationships, mm-hmm. buying houses. And unfortunately, like I've had to miss a few of like my oldest friend's weddings just because, you know, mm. like unfortunately, I'm not made of money to be able to fly home every yeah. two or three months for, for the weddings. And, and it really sucks, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, those are the experiences that are happening with like a lot of my close mates and, you know, you're missing the shared stories and things like that but mm-hmm. in a way you can't let that hamper you from you know making your own yourself happy like i think that's probably one of the biggest one of the biggest things i've learned from london is like you know you've got to put yourself first and even though it, it does upset people like you know realistically if, if your communication is good it, it doesn't affect anyone like they they understand yeah and strangely i think ever since moving away my relationships with my family have become stronger than ever because we do i mean absence makes the heart grow fonder like that's obviously another cliche but i think it's true in the sense that you want you want to make the conversations you have worth it you respect like that time's passing and that you've you've spent a lot of time away and, and you can understand that. But I feel like you take a lot of things for granted when they're right on your doorstep. So, yeah, I think the worst thing about London would definitely have to be, for me, the distance from between me and my family and, yeah, the distance of just – and it's the cost as well. So, like, the cost of getting home, as you said, you can be home in 24 hours, but that's the thing. That's in a, the case of an emergency. Otherwise, you have to sort of plan things a little bit more rigorously. But other than that, I mean, there would be no downside to me apart from London being sort of like what, – what's Peter Pan's land called? Never Neverland. 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 Yeah, yeah, Neverland. Like, yeah. no one grows up. Everyone's <laughs> just in this bubble of fun all the time, which is great until <laughs> – you realize that 
you're completely sucked in, you're 35 and you can't get out and you're like, oh shit, all of my kids, all of my friends have 10-year-old kids, like they've got houses, they've got all this. So I think, yeah, being in that sort of time warp is is interesting but, yeah, not necessarily a negative thing depending on your personality and what you're wanting to get out of the experience. Yeah, and like that communication point you made with your family, like definitely that's something that like I've really worked on since I've lived over here. Like sometimes it's been really good, other times it's been – oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm on a boat in Italy. I can't talk to you right yeah. now. But, you know, <laughs> it's something that I, I think I've gotten a lot better at. And, you know, we've had some strong conversations since we've come, like I've come over here. So, you know, distance does make the heart grow fonder. Yeah, definitely. So how do you think, how else do you think you've changed since moving here? I guess in both a positive and a negative way. So I've been here for four years. And did you say you've been here for about two years now? Three. Three years. Three three yeah yeah so how do you think you've changed in those three years since like when you stepped off the plane fresh-faced and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed how do you think you've changed I'm definitely like less naive like Mm. I was just a young boy full of hope from a a small area (laughs) in Sydney when I first came here and now now I'm like I feel a lot more responsible and in areas that you know are like really important for maturing maturing in life mm. so like I, I feel like a lot more mature and, and not another cliche that's what we fall for me but um <laughs> like you feel more worldly like yeah. genuinely like you you really do take into account all of those all those things yeah. and then all the travel and stuff that you have the option of doing and like there's people that you meet and like I definitely feel like I'm a lot more confident even though it's like I live in London like the you really do like figure yourself out when you do some solo trips and you've got to figure out how to to get to your hostel in Germany and everything's all the U-Bahn um, station signs are in German and you're just kind of walking around like a lost little puppy yeah for sure it's sink or swim I think like the independence you get it happens really quickly because when you're dropped in the deep end and you're suddenly like okay I don't have a job I don't have a bank I don't have a house I don't have any friends you, you really just have to kind of take accountability and do all those things yourself and when you first move over like I was lucky enough to have a couple of mates that already lived here so they were sort of like this is what you need to do this is how you need to do it. This is how I did it, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, unless if you don't have a friend here, I can imagine it would be really hard. But that is a massive piece of advice I would give to anyone hoping to move over is join the Facebook groups and communities on Facebook, Aussies in London, Kiwis in London or London New Girl. There's lots of them out there and everyone in there is in the same boat. There's like a few hundred thousand people. There's a lot of Australians and Kiwis living in London and everyone is really willing to give advice and um yeah that is probably like the biggest tip to just get you started and kind of get getting your roots get your roots in and just get an idea of what it's like over here and you can sort of like join those communities and I think a lot of people that move over join those and you can find friends on there like you can find housing on there you can find lots of advice so yeah that is a massive a massive tip I would say um to anyone hoping to move over so so I guess how do I think I've changed since moving over here? I suppose in a similar breath to what you said, I yeah, was a bit like a bit more naive, a bit more, I don't know, doe-eyed and like seeing the world with rose-colored glasses, like I was just ready to travel, ready to do all these things and I had lots of savings because I had been living at my parents' house, so I kind of just came over and was like rent, whatever, like holidays, whatever, festivals, whatever, but 
once all of that sort of wears off and you realize you're making roots to like make a new life here and make new friends here and everything it, it's kind of becomes a bit more like reality and then you have to come to terms with the fact that your life is split across two hemispheres your family and friends will all never probably be in the same room at once because they're so far apart unless you know you had a destination wedding or something you know miraculous happened and yeah I guess there is all that stuff that you sort of have to deal with and if you do struggle and you are alone then that um I think those sort of things like learning to get through things on my own like whether it was being cheated on or whatever it is you just kind of in that sense you have to swim because if there's no one around like you've got your friends and stuff but yeah if you're feeling quite isolated and alone and stuff you sort of I think I've changed in that I'm better at taking care of myself and stuff now but I guess that's just part of maturing and growing older I I don't know if London has had an effect on that it's helped it's helped. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is the next question, which is quite fun. What is the weirdest thing that you've seen since moving here? And, and you told me a story before, which I'm hoping you can share now because it's stunning. So I was, I was dating this girl from, from work and um, uh, we, we were keeping it under wraps because, you know, office, office rumors and things like that. And mm-hmm. um, we went out for a birthday and we're doing this pub crawl. And we, we you know, as a pub crawl, it's a pretty big session. It was a 12 to... 12 sort of thing. It's a solid 12-hour session. We got to about 12, 12 at night and she's like, all right, let's 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 get out of here. Let's get, let's go back to yours. And I was like, beauty, let's, let's roll. So, I said, I'll sneak out the front. I'll hide somewhere and then you say goodbye to everyone because it's your birthday and we'll, we'll get an Uber mm-hmm. home. So, I, I sneak down and I, I find this apartment block that's got like an under car park sort of uh, underneath car park. So, I, I go down there and I, I sit down in the underneath car park waiting for her to text me to say, let's let's get out of here. So, I'm like, beauty. So, she texts <laughs> me and we're, we're on the way. I'm walking on the way back up and you know that feeling like when you've got chewing gum on your shoe, like something just doesn't feel right? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. that unfortunately that was on my unfortunately that was on my bottom, and I, I realized quickly on the walk up that I probably sat in some homeless man's poo. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I, I, so you've sat in a homeless guy's poo. <laughs> yeah, I, I sat in a homeless man's poo or, or woman. I mean, everyone can be homeless, but I, I sat in a homeless person's poo and uh, seemingly <laughs> cock blocked myself and unable to get a loo- Uber in the middle of winter in London. So, you Stunning know, work. kicking goals. Kicking goals, yeah. <laughs> I think something that um, is one of the strangest things that you see in London when you move here is so it's my friend Sam, she's a vegetarian, she used to be vegan. Something that really bothers her is there's just chicken bones all around London so (laughs) everywhere you go there's just like a fried chicken like just a leg or an arm or (laughs) arm do chickens have arms a wing (laughs) just a wing yeah that's sitting around London she just sees it and she's like oh carcasses everywhere (laughs) like this is so not vegetarian friendly so that's one funny thing can I can I add that to my um (laughs) best things in London the chicken shops that are everywhere it's so cheap yeah chicken shops are amazing (laughs) kebab shops are amazing I think the weirdest thing I've seen since moving here, one of the weirdest things, I was trying to think, but there's just so many. I think seeing someone get stabbed at Notting Hill Carnival, that was pretty, Ooh, pretty messed that's, up. That's pretty full. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I guess just the stuff that you see in like all the parks in London in summer, it's it's they're sort of like mini festivals of their own in places like <laughs> London Fields and that. Everyone's just out there to have a good time and have a bit of a party and a bit of a sesh and stuff. So, yeah, you do see some pretty wild stuff there. Um, but, yeah, I think that guy getting stabbed at Notting Hill Carnival was was pretty earth shattering. Yeah. So, if you if you're moving to London, Notting Hill Carnival in the day 
don't stay longer than night. Yeah, Get out it's not for you, hun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so our our last question is, and this is kind of a massive question. I've tried to summarize it as best I can. Is how the hell do you move to London? So. I've put together the big five. So what I like to call the big five, and this is the the five things that you need to do if you're going to move here. So the first thing is, as I said before, join those Facebook groups, join Aussies in London, Kiwis in London, London New Girl. I will link them in the episode description. And if you are planning to move over, definitely join them. So that's number one. Number two is how the hell do you get a place? So download Spare Room. It's an app or go on their Spare Room website. You can start looking while you're in Australia and with video calls being so normal now, you can video chat people you'd potentially live with. I'd say look, start looking a month before you come over or if even better, if you have a mate, you can stay with when you arrive. You can be a bit more flexible and just look when you get here. I think if you just kind of relax about the whole thing, like don't let it stress you out. Um, and ideally, if you come over um, after living in Australia, you'd probably have a bit of savings so you can do some traveling and stuff too without having to tie yourself down and, and get some rent. But did you have any other advice on that point? And it's, it goes to the group that you joined. Aussies in London, mm. they do post um, short-term and long-term lease. So even if you, you need just a place for the first four weeks in London, you can you can find something probably a little bit easier mm. from some of their listings and and maybe that's a way of kind of setting up yourself and in a way I probably look back and think about maybe I should have done that is just get a short-term lease for a month and know that I've got it and, and then go from there. For sure. And I think as well, um, a lot of people talk about the London, the London renting triangle. So if you imagine a triangle, the three points on the triangle are cheap rent, nice flat and short commute. You can only have two. <laughs> And yeah, if you can find the, if, if anyone finds the triangle and they, they tell you they found the triangle, they're usually lying. They're usually lying or they're wrong. Um, yeah, see it in person. No, yeah, go see it in person. It's too good to be true. You will never find all three. It's really hard. Next thing is how do you find a job? So when you're job hunting, there's loads of recruitment companies that will help you to find a job in your field. So make sure your LinkedIn and your CV are all up to date before moving here. Start reaching out to recruiters on LinkedIn and you can set your preferences on LinkedIn to searching for a job in London and it will actually notify recruiters that you're looking and they can reach out to you as well. So I think when you get here, focus on getting a house and a bank first and then, yeah, I think you can pretty much wait until you're here to start doing interviews and that kind of thing. But I mean, who knows in a COVID world? it's probably a lot more easy to do virtually as well. So Yeah, and, and that's a great point. Like for me, when I, when I was coming over, I like – like I'd already started my career back in Sydney, but I like rinsed all my networks in London, like people, English people yeah. that had moved to Sydney and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm moving. Text someone that I'm coming. Yeah. Like, get, get, work a network if you've got Yeah, one. that's the thing. It's just use like leaning on the people that you know that have connections. Like people, people is everything when you're moving abroad. Like you're going to need to have connections, have friendship, have relationships to do anything when you're moving and you're going to be by yourself. So make sure you're just reaching out. Like you're not – you don't have to be shy about it. Just – connect with anyone that you can that can help you out and people are more willing to help you than you'd think I, I guess no exactly right no people have a lot of good hearts so yeah um okay so fourth point how do you join a bank in the uk so it is quite difficult to join a bank if you don't have a job or an address when you first get here but obviously you need a, a bank to get paid and you need a bank to get a house so it's kind of a um, catch-22 with doing this so what i would recommend is monzo it's an online bank. It's an app. You don't really need like any references or anything to get it. And um, yeah, it will really help you out in terms of yeah setting up a bank when you get here so you can get paid and you can get a flat. But um, I don't know. Did you have any other tips on that, Will? So yeah, no, Monzo is God. Everyone's got it. And once you realize that like everyone has it, 
you you'll love it because it's so easy to transfer your mates' money when you're on a night out mm-hmm. and things like that. It's the best app. Another one that you can use as well is Moniz. It's called. It's M O N E S E. Moniz. Moniz, exactly. Yep. But it, it it's very much like Monzo, but yeah, just not as well known. Yep. Perfect. So that would be my recommendation. And the fifth recommendation is join a doctor. So it's so different to Australia. Basically, if you live in an area, you can only go to the doctor in that area. They call it a surgery. There's no surgery involved. It's very confusing, but (laughs) join a doctor. So Pretty much when you when you move over, you pay the NHS fee, so you are covered. It's the same as Medicare. Um, yeah, basically, I was at a party when I first moved over here. I sliced my leg open on a shoe buckle, and you could full on oh, you could full on see like the fat in the leg, like it was fucked up. And everyone's like, "That's cool, just go to the go to the doctors, and they'll stitch it up." I was like, "Not joined to a doctor," so I was full on asking like nurse friends. I was asking seamstresses. I was just gonna sew it up myself. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. And then I had to go to a music festival like two days later and I had this gaping wound that it has left a scar in the end, but it's it's kind of gone now. But I had to wear long ass socks that covered my entire calf and long like Wellingtons, which are like gumboots to cover it and keep dirt out of it because I was it was a three-day <laughs> festival in Reading and it was a disaster. Oh, it, it, God. Yeah, it didn't get infected <laughs> or anything, thank God. But, yeah, definitely join a doctor. So find out the doctor that's in your area, in your postcode, and you need to sign up to it. Will, you have something to reveal here. So I, I only signed up to a doctor. Hey, I've been living here for three, three years, but I only signed up to a doctor last week after I saw that you got your vaccination order. And all, uh, it's a pandemic, so Will. You need to sign up to the doctor. I drink a lot of water. No. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. It's definitely been like the gaping um, missing part of my big five for moving to London. Like You were living with the big four, the big four out of the big five for three years and you've only just sorted the big five things. My life's complete now. It's complete. I've ticked it. I've sorted London. So to recap quickly, if you're out there listening and you're hoping to move to London, one, join the Facebook groups. Two, get on Spare Room, the app or the website to find a house. Three, update your LinkedIn and your CV and start reaching out to recruiters. Four, join Monzo if you need a bank. And five, join a bloody doctor. Will, join a doctor. I have, I have, I have. A week ago. (laughs) Vaccine coming soon. (laughs) Vaccine TBC. (laughs) Um, yeah, by the way, guys, I'm vaccinated, which is very exciting. So Mads World is safe and ready to continue post-pandemic. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Mads World gets the, the first crack at, at Australia if the quarantine rules change. I know. I'll be back over there and I can um, help. Also, if any of you out there listening are actually my good friends, you are welcome to stay with me in London when you arrive. Um, should have said that earlier. If you're a random... You're less welcome, but get in touch. We'll see. (laughs) It Um, has to be a good request. It has to be a good request and you have to offer me something. Maybe you can pay for my food. We'll see. Anyway, so, Will, that is all of our questions and you've been an amazing guest with lots of good insight. So thank you so much for joining the show. Thanks, man. I've been dying to get on, so I feel very honoured to be a member of the guest list. Hooray. And you are, I think, our second straight male guest. So if you're out there listening and you're a straight male, please get in touch. I really want to have more straight men on the show but it turns out weirdly 
that straight men, despite their mansplaining ways and how much they love to talk, none of you want to go on the podcast. So <laughs> that uh, really, really like lightening the stigma of men holding everything inside. So <laughs> come on, boys, open up. Seriously, open up and come on Mads World. Tell us what you really think. Love to hear it. Love to. I'd love to have an argumentative podcast. Come on here if you disagree with me. If you hate me, come on the show. Let's make it fun. Exactly. That's some good listening there. That would be some good drama drama listening. Anyway, okay. I will chat to you soon, Willie. You take. You take care. See ya. Bye. I hope you enjoyed my chat with lovely Will. Please get in touch with me if you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Love and elbow taps. Peace. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.